What's up, boys? Fire the cannons and fire up the grill because we're having burgers tonight. Way to drop a 40-burger on the Dirty Birds, Bucks. Um, so we're playoff bound, and, and we won the game, and that's great. I just wanted to reflect on some pieces that helped us get us to this point this year. Of course, uh, there are too many names, but I'm going you know, to try to keep it concise. Of course, first and foremost, congrats to Mike Evans on the record. Game just ended, so as of right now, I haven't heard about his condition, but you know, I hope he's okay because no one, of course, deserves to get into a playoff game more than him, although... You know, Levante and Will Goldson are up there. But speaking of injuries, I also wanted to commend Gronk on playing every game this year, 16 games, I think. Man, I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say I expected him. If I, you know, expected him to play more than 10 games this year with you know, because of his injury history, but kudos to him and his conditioning. I know he's a year off, but still not easy. But um, uh, speaking of that path connection, man, of course, you have to give a shout-out to TB12 on a 40-4-0, 40 TD year. My Lord, at, over the age of 42, so... So much for washed up, huh? And, uh, you know, lastly, I want to thank, just be, I'm just thankful for, uh, Suck Up, Brown, and Rojo, man. Those guys, they've just been dependable all year. Bucks fans should be lucky to have them. So let's go, baby. We're playoff bound, playoff time. Let's go, Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko, flying solo as I always do on Tuesdays. But you can find everything that my co-host David Harrison and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, at dharrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Gonna kick things off with, of course, what are the top couple of stories here? Number one, since last episode was recorded, we officially know who the Buccaneers will be taking on in the wildcard round of the NFL playoffs, and that, of course, is the Washington football team who was able to beat an intentionally tanking Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night football. So the Bucs and Washington will be playing Saturday night at 8.15 on NBC. What does that mean? Well, that means the Buccaneers are playing another primetime game, and we know how everyone feels about that given their primetime performances in 2020. But also, it will mean no Devin White. Since Devin White tested positive for COVID, the protocols put in place by the NFL means he has to go 10 days without symptoms and provide multiple negative tests. Well, the game being on Saturday night, That would be day number nine, making him ineligible against Washington. Quite a blow for the Buccaneers. Hopefully, though, that is not the only playoff game that they will be playing in, and Devin White would be able to return for the divisional game. But have no fear, because the schedule makers made sure that the New Orleans Saints got to play on Sunday so that they would have Alvin Kamara back, because why not? The other top story, of course, is Mike Evans. We uh, we talked about his injury against the Atlanta Falcons on yesterday's show. At the time, we had no new information. We didn't know what was going on. We knew he had gone to get the MRI, didn't have the results of that. Shortly after we recorded, Jay Glazer had released a, a report saying that there was no structural damage, no ligament tears 
Today, we got that confirmed by head coach Bruce Arians. That was the first question of his availability with the media where he said, quote, the MRI showed no structural damage. It was a hyperextension. I saw him in the training room a little while ago. There's very, very little swelling and he'll be day to day. So good news on the Mike Evans front. I know everybody has been very concerned about that. Uh, myself included, you would hate to see the Buccaneers get to the postseason for the first time in over a decade and one of their biggest contributors not be able to participate in that game. However, maybe Mike Evans shouldn't participate in that game. And I say maybe. I'm not going to say, oh, well, the Bucks should be able to run right over Washington with absolutely no problem without Mike Evans because this is a brand new season, folks. This is the playoffs. Anything can happen. We saw a 7-9 Seattle Seahawks team beat a NFC South champion New Orleans Saints with that famous beast quake run by Marshawn Lynch. We saw a 7-8-1 Carolina Panthers team win a playoff game. All bets are off. This is on their turf, in their climate, on their terms. This is a brand new season. Everybody is zero in zero. So my my thoughts on it are, and this is what I wanted to get into when I said I would discuss you know some things on today's episode. Mike Evans, if he is able to go, you suit him up. That's perfectly fine. But I view Mike Evans as the break glass in case of emergency receiver. You don't have to trot him out there immediately. You let the offense get out there, start making some plays, and that brings us over to Antonio Brown. This is why you brought in Antonio Brown. This is what David and I talked about when the move was made. There was virtually no risk given the terms of the contract, given the terms that were presented to AB when the contract was was given to him, when the offer was made to him, that, look, if there's any screw-ups, if there's any anything, anything we don't like, anything you're doing in the locker room, you're gone, period. He has done everything they've asked of him. He has become a contributor on the offense. He's really starting to gel with Tom Brady and, and the other pass catchers on this team. Look, over the last four games, the Buccaneers 4-0 in their final quarter. Antonio Brown in those games, 25 receptions, 315 yards, 12.6 yards per reception, and four touchdowns. He was the Bucs' leading receiver on Sunday after Mike Evans went out. So I view this as if Mike Evans can go, but he's not 100%, which I don't believe he will be, you have him there in case you need him. But you go ahead and you trot out Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin and Gronk and Rojo and Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson, and you let the offense go ahead and do what they can do. If this is a tight game at halftime, if this is a tight game midway through the third quarter, if if you're down you know, in, the, in the second quarter, into the third quarter, that's when you bring in Mike Evans. But don't send him out there unless you absolutely need to. Let the offense run a couple of drives without him. See if you need him. If they're marching up and down the field, scoring at will like we've seen over the past couple of weeks, basically since the third quarter of the first Falcons game, Give him the extra time to rest because you win that game against the football team. 
and the rest of the playoffs on the NFC side is chalk, guess what? You're heading to Lambeau. I would rather Mike Evans sit in his uniform on the sideline, resting that knee, getting you know closer and closer to as 100% as he could be, and be ready to go play in that god-awful cold at Lambeau Field against the hottest team in the NFC in a rematch that you know, you know, they are chomping at the bit for after the Buccaneers embarrassed them in their meeting earlier this year. Give me Mike Evans in that game. Don't force him onto the field unless you absolutely need him in this one. Those are my two cents. But this is what you brought Antonio Brown to this team to do. He was the insurance policy if one of your top guys went down. If Mike Evans went down, if Chris Godwin went down, A.B. was your safety net. And he filled that role perfectly. Let him continue to fill that role. Let him be the two to Chris Godwin's one against Washington. But if you have to, you can have Mike there as your insurance policy, as your safety net, as your emergency guy if things get a little bit too tight. I would rather Mike stay healthy, and I know he's going to want to get in there and play in his first playoff game. But if the Bucs are able to handle their business and do what they're supposed to do, there will be another playoff game after that, and it's going to be far more difficult to win without Mike Evans if he re-aggravates that knee against Washington and the Bucs move on to face Green Bay. That's going to be one tough game to play if you don't have Mike Evans. With that, we have got to jump to a break, but first, we got to give a shout-out to a good and new friend of the show And that is, of course, betonline.ag. Are we ready for some football? College football season is winding down. You have the national championship coming up in less than a week. The NFL regular season, done, over. We have the full playoff picture, and it starts on Saturday with the Colts and the Bills. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus. Six, six wild card games in the NFL playoffs this coming weekend. Alabama taking on Ohio State, who upset Clemson. Alabama looking for uh, a little revenge after their last meeting in a national championship. Hockey, we are single-digit day countdowns for hockey. NBA, of course, in full swing. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It's a Tuesday edition here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. We're talking about the win over the Falcons. Looking forward to the playoff game against the Washington football team. And I'll be honest, before we dive into a, a couple of these voicemails that we received, if the if the Washington football team was playing anybody other than the Buccaneers, I would be pulling for them. Full disclosure, how can you not just absolutely love Alex Smith, the way he came back from an injury where 
They said he was going to lose his leg. They said he was never going to walk again. They said he was never going to play football again. He had, what was it, something like 14 surgeries. For those of you that saw the the E60 documentary on kind of the road that Alex Smith took after that leg break, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That was one of the most gut-wrenching and heartbreaking things I have ever seen. And for Alex Smith to work as hard as he has to come all the way back and once again be the starter for Washington is absolutely incredible. Alex Smith is one of my absolute favorite football players, favorite people that I have ever seen, and I wish him nothing but the best. Unfortunately, he's going up against the Buccaneers, so I'm not hoping that he has you know that kind of success this year, but... What an incredible story. Nothing, tip of the hat. What else What else can you say about Alex Smith and the journey that he has been on from San Francisco to Kansas City to Washington to the leg, all of it. And he's handled it all with nothing but respect, dignity, and class. So wanted to go ahead and, and get all that out there right now. I am a huge, huge Alex Smith fan. But, you know, obviously not hoping that he he has a career game on Saturday or anything like that. But let's go ahead and dive into the, uh, I guess, the second voicemail of the day. But the first one that we're going to really dive into. And you know who it's from. It's from our buddy Yusef. Hey, guys. It's Yusef out here in Phoenix. Well, what a fantastic way to end the season. Uh, great win by the Bucks. Um, some definitely highs and, uh, unfortunately a low for our team. Um, and you guys might know by the time you, uh, post this uh, podcast, but, you know, I, I hope Mike Evans is okay. Um, man, he just doesn't deserve this. And, you know, he broke a thousand yards. I'm so happy for him, you know, and, you know, part of me thinks that, you know, the guy is so tough. He's such a tough guy. He plays through injuries and he produces. And, you know, part of me hopes and, and, and prays that he plays next week. Um, but I, we just don't know. Again, maybe you'll know by this time. But um, I hope for the best. And I hope we, hopefully we can get Shaq Barrett back at least next week too. Because that pass rush didn't do very well today. Um, not when it kind of mattered. I mean, when it mattered, they did. But... Uh, overall, the pass rush was pretty terrible. So, um, you know, great season for Tom. He got to 40 touchdowns this year as well. I'm I'm just really excited for this team going forward. Um, happy for Ron Jones getting, you know, back on track two after missing two games. And, you know, I'm just excited. We'll see who the Bucks play, whether it's uh, the Giants, the Redskins, or Washington football team, or uh, the Cowboys. I would rather have the Cowboys, but we'll see what happens. Um, anyways, guys, looking forward to next week. Talk to you later. Go Bucks. Yousef, always appreciate the phone call. And yes, we do now know that it is the Washington football team. I was actually kind of pulling for the Cowboys as well. Uh, a little bit to you know to be the one that the Buccaneers face, mostly because of the environment that they play in, and you all know, or well, 
you may not all know, for our new listeners, I do live in uh, in Southern Ohio. I'm about halfway in between Columbus and Cincinnati, so I've been exposed to a lot of Bengals games, and I've watched Andy Dalton play. I've watched Andy Dalton play in the postseason. That's never really something pretty, uh, so that would have been a, an advantageous matchup for the Buccaneers. Instead, they're going to be going up against one of the better pass rushes in the NFL, Chase Young, who you know is an absolute beast. You're probably going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Also decided to, after the game last night, or after the game Sunday night, jump up and down, skip off the field and say, I want Tom, I want Brady, tell Tom Brady I'm coming for him, whatever it was. It was some variation of those three things. Be careful what you wish for, young man. Be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it, but... The Washington pass rush does worry me a little bit. Their offense, their offense struggled to beat a team that was intentionally losing. Terry McLaurin is one of the best young receivers in the NFL. I've already said my piece on Alex Smith. I, I absolutely adore him. Antonio Gibson, another up-and-coming running back who I think is going to be a formidable weapon for the upcoming seasons here over the course of the next two, three, four years. Um, you know, they have some good pieces there in Washington, but they're not quite there. However, you take a look at Ron Rivera's success head-to-head against Bruce Arians throughout their careers. You take a look at Alex Smith's career when facing Tom Brady. Yeah, I believe it was Greg Allman of The Athletic that tweeted out in Alex Smith's three games against Tom Brady. He's 2-1, and one, all with the Chiefs. Had, uh, you know, had the one loss was in a playoff game, but he has eight touchdowns and zero interceptions in those three appearances. So something about going up against the GOAT makes Alex Smith raise his level of play to a higher level uh, to try to go toe-to-toe with Brady. So, you know, again, I say nothing is a sure thing. I see people talking about, oh, the Bucks got a bye week too. How nice. And, you know, the NFC East is trash, which, I mean, that was not a good division. It was a, it was the worst division we've seen in, in quite some time. But the season starts over now. There are 14 teams now in the NFL, and they're all 0-0. Zero and zero. So you can't bank on the Bucks being guaranteed a victory just because they're going up against Washington. There's a lot that can happen between now and then. And, you know, we've seen some misfortune for the Buccaneers in the postseason in their last couple of trips. We've seen some losing record teams make the postseason and go on and win their first game. So you never know what can happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I was kind of hoping that the matchup would be against the Cowboys. As far as the pass rush is concerned, it'll be nice to have Shaq Barrett back because yeah, the pass rush was not great against the Atlanta Falcons. Jason Pierre-Paul was, you know, he was virtually non-existent. And I'm not saying that, you know, he didn't play a good game, but they were able to key on him a little bit more than they normally would because you don't have Shaq coming off the other edge and you didn't have Devin White coming up the middle. It's easy to forget that Devin White is second on this team in sacks. JPP's first, 
Devin White is second. Shaq is third. So you take the number two and the number three guy away. All you've got to do is focus on number one. So bringing Shaq back is certainly going to help from that front. You know, you do have to pay a little bit more attention to the opposite side now. It's going to free some things up for Jason Pierre-Paul. Kevin Minter, again, I thought he did a decent job, but he is not the player that Devin White is. You're, you're having to see them, you know, and Todd Bowles has been creative with his blitzes all year long, but you're having to see him be a little bit more creative to bring some pressure or he ends up being a little more conservative, which is open things up for the opposing offense. As we saw, Matt Ryan was able to hyper-target Russell Gage there in the second half and really make some things happen with him because Bowles didn't have you know his full deck of cards there. He was he was missing a pair of aces, and it's really hard to win uh, win some hands when you're missing a pair of aces. So the return of Shaq will be great. Hopefully. The Bucks are able to move on, as I said before. Take on it would either be the uh, the Packers or the or the Saints. Um, I don't I don't see a situation where. Well, shoot, I don't know. I I don't know how all the scenarios would play out. All I know is that if the Rams beat the Seahawks or the Bears beat the Saints, that gets the Bucks out of going to Lambeau. But if neither of those upsets happen. That means that the Bucs are heading to Green Bay. If only one of the two of those upsets happen, then the Bucs would play the higher remaining seed. So if the Rams win and the Saints win, the Bucs are heading to New Orleans. Like I said, if it's chalk, the Bucs are heading to Green Bay. So you know you need, you need a healthy Mike Evans. If you're playing in Lambeau, you need a healthy Devin White. If you're playing in Lambeau, I mean, you need, you need both of them back in the divisional round, no matter where they're playing. But it, uh, it it's certainly a, a bit of a blow to the Buccaneers to not have Devin White for this one, and it's all the more frustrating, as I said in the first segment, that the Saints get that Sunday game to make sure that Alvin Kamara is available for New Orleans going up against the Chicago Bears. One more break before we wrap things up, and with that break comes the return of an old friend. And that is our buddies over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and most importantly, the prices that you prefer. Those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts in one of those big box stores? Don't do that. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Final segment of the Locked On Bucks podcast coming up in just a minute. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys. Happy New Year to you guys. Excited about the Bucks win and 
the way that we rolled into the playoffs. So hopefully Evans isn't hurt too bad. Um, and we continue to just to click on the offensive cylinders and hopefully getting Shaq back and possibly uh, Devin will help us on the defensive side as well. Anyway, go Bucks. Have a good one. Yeah. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, James Yarko, deputy editor of Bucks Nation. Dot com and one half of your normal host here, David Harrison, as he always does, has Tuesday off. So we are going to wrap things up with a final voicemail from a good friend of the show. He was on yesterday's episode. He's going to be on today's episode and he addressed me specifically. So I guess it's a good thing that David wasn't here because David wouldn't be allowed to comment because this guy called just for me, just for me. So, sorry about your luck, David. Here's Matt from Morvin, Georgia. What's up, James? This is Matt from Morvin, Georgia. Just wanted to call in and do a quickie after I had uh, taken a look at some of the highlights yesterday, and nobody mentioned it on yesterday's show. But how about that Ali Marpet absolute rock bottom on that dude that got the questionable interception? But uh, that's pretty awesome. And I and I watched your boy, Ross Cockrell, pretty closely and compared him to uh smb and i i don't see any difference really if anything in that particular game smb probably did a little bit better i think all cockroach managed to do was uh get a uh rough in the passer but anyway just want to hear your opinion on those two things go buck all right, Matt, always appreciate the call. Give Troy my best. And, uh, yeah, we did not mention Ali Marpet just absolutely flattening a human being, trying to drive him through the turf at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, not really even sure which Falcon it was that he murdered on live television, but that's why we love Ali Marpet. He probably looked at that dude and said, you know what? I'm going to look at you, and um, you are going to be the Pro Bowl Selection Committee, and this is what I think of you and your selection of just one of the players on our team, and uh, drove drove him straight into the ground. Uh, As for Ross Cockrell and Sean Murphy Bunting, look, they both both had okay games. Cockrell didn't look great, but... You know, he got some extended playing time. He played okay. Did have that one roughing the passer, which wasn't really roughing the passer. Uh, but we've we've reached the level that you know the the quarterbacks are pampered a little bit. And I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to complain about it being a weak call because you know what, Tom Brady has been the beneficiary of some of those calls this season as well. So, you know, what goes around comes around kind of thing. The the NFL is out to protect their quarterbacks, protect their investments, protect the faces of the league. So it is what it is. I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to knock Cockrell for that one. But Sean Murphy Bunting has played much better over the course of the last couple of weeks. And of course, he had the huge strip and uh, recovery there in the fourth quarter that really put things away for the Bucks. They were out there without their number one corner, their number one linebacker, their number one uh, or number two edge rusher. Uh, 
and the defense still managed to get the job done. Sean Murphy bunting, playing better, playing well. He was kind of the the number one guy. I thought out of the three of them, the corner that struggled the most was Jamel Dean. He had an absolutely atrocious pass interference call on fourth down. Um, no, it, no excuse for that. But it seems like, you know, each week there's a corner that really – really struggles and the rest of them play pretty well. Carlton Davis is the unquestioned number one, but it seems like SMB and, and Jamel Dean and now Cockrell's getting a little bit more involved. They each kind of take turns of, of being the bonehead of the week. Whereas the other ones play at an acceptable level, do their job, do what needs to be done. And, um, you know, collectively they're able to take care of business. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a banner day for Ross Cockrell, but I certainly didn't think that he played poorly. I am happy to see Sean Murphy Bunting trending in the right direction. Again, this whole team trending in the right direction as we head into the, as Tom Brady said on his on his Instagram or Twitter or whatever it was, it was probably spread across all of the social medias. The real season starts. Now, and I promised you all I was going to keep saying it until I didn't have to say it anymore, but it's true. And they were talking about it on NFL Network on Monday. Um, I believe it was David Carr that said it as well. This team is playing their best football at the right time. And it's usually those teams that get into January that are getting hot and they are, are trending upwards that makes some noise in the playoffs. You don't have to be the best team in the NFL to win the Super Bowl. You just have to be playing the best football when it matters the most. And I would argue that the Buccaneers are playing their best football and arguably the best football in the NFL at the right time. You can throw the Buffalo Bills in there. You can throw the Green Bay Packers in there. You could throw the New Orleans Saints in there, even though they did have a couple of down weeks there towards the end of the season. But look, over the last 10 quarters of football, 10, the Buccaneers have scored 122 points. They finished the final quarter of the season 4-0 for the first time in franchise history. They are peaking at the right time. They have postseason experience in that locker room they have Super Bowl champions in that locker room and all you needed was an opportunity to get in there the Bucks did that on their own they didn't back in the way the Bears did they handled their business and they clinched the highest seed that they could because of the losses to the Saints earlier in the season and I pointed it out in my pick six on BucksNation.com if you haven't checked that out, please go do so. But we've heard a lot of discourse about the Buccaneers this year. Oh, well, they lost to the Bears. They should have beaten the Rams. They barely beat the Giants. Yada, yada, yada. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the only playoff team in the 2020 season to not lose to a non-playoff team. In fact, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills are the only two playoff teams that did not have a loss 
come against a team with a record below 500. The Bucks' worst loss came to the Bears, who finished at 500 and are the seventh seed in the NFC playoffs. The Saints lost to the Eagles. The Packers lost to the Vikings. The Bears lost to the Vikings and the Lions. The Chiefs lost to um, the, the Raiders and the Chargers. You have, you know, every team down the line. You have the, the Steelers and the Titans lost to the Bengals. The Browns lost to the Jets. The Rams lost to the Jets. The Seahawks lost to the 49ers. All the way down the line. Every single team has a loss against a team that didn't make the playoffs except Tampa Bay. So I don't want to hear any more, oh, well, they should have beaten the Rams. Oh, well, they barely beat the Giants. No, 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 no. Because... The Buccaneers went out there and they beat all of the teams that they were supposed to beat. And when is the last time we could say that? When is the last time we could say that the Buccaneers went out there and beat a team that they were supposed to? Like last year when they were supposed to beat the Giants, Matt Gay misses field goals, the defense collapses in the second half, and boom, you lost. Just like I said a a, you know, a week or so ago, the Saints were supposed to beat the Eagles. The Steelers were supposed to beat the Bengals. The the Rams and the Browns were supposed to beat the Jets. Supposed to doesn't get you anything in this league. But you go out there and you do your job, you handle your business, you come away with the wins that you are supposed to get. And the Buccaneers are the only team in the playoffs that didn't lose to a non-playoff team and one of only two that did not lose to a team with a losing record this year. So, with that, I'm out of here. Please, check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure to follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore nation should be having a guest coming up on tomorrow's show not going to give away any details in case something comes up and all of a sudden it doesn't happen but should be hearing from a voice outside of just david and my own on wednesday's episode real excited for that until then be safe be good to one another wash your hands and we thank you so much for joining us right here at locked on bucks James, David, it's your long-lost friend, Jim, from South Carolina. South Cacalexi. Hey, man, I know I haven't called you guys in a while. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, but, man, I am so glad that 2020 is about to come to an end uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, you know, earlier uh, tonight, uh, I said to my wife, I said, if you had told me a year ago, you know, this is what's going to happen for the next 365 days, um, with a pandemic and that Tom Brady would sign with the Buccaneers and that the Lightning would win the Stanley Cup and the Rays would get to the World Series and the Bucks would get to the playoffs. I would have laughed at you. I, I, I told my wife, I, I would say, no, that's, that's insane. 
That can't happen. All in one year? There's no freaking way. But yet here we are. We do have a pandemic going on. And thank God we have a vaccination that is now starting to be administered uh, to people. So that's my wife. She's a healthcare worker, so I'm glad she's getting it. Um, but uh, but this is where we are. And um, so I'm glad to see 2021 come in. And I'm hoping that you, James, and David are doing well, that your families are doing well. Uh, I hope so. And, um, you know, hey, let, let's see what happens in the playoffs here. And let's hope that the Bucks do what we think they can do. And they make the right calls. And that's, that's my only, only hope or New Year's resolution for 2021 is that the Bucks do what they can do and they make the right decision. So anyway, hope you guys are well. Take care. You know, love you guys. And I'm always listening. Okay. I mean, I call it as much anymore, but I'm always listening and I always love you guys. Okay. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year to all Bucks fans. Everything across the planet. Because I know there's a bunch of them. All right. And it doesn't get reported. We are. We're out there. We know. All right? Take care, everybody.